join Startup Canada this spring as we tour across Canada to celebrate the winners of the 2018 Startup Canada Awards. Join us in Winnipeg, Vancouver, Miramichi, Sault Ste. Marie, and Montreal. Network with leading entrepreneurs and the drivers of Canada's startup community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and to get your tickets now. BDC is the only bank dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs. That's why we're proud to support women entrepreneurs with the Thrive Podcast, providing startup women with the support and resources they need to start and grow their business. Here to connect you with the leading Canadian organizations helping women entrepreneurs. It's Janice McDonald on the Thrive Podcast. You're listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, a show inspiring, connecting, and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. On this show, we connect you with leading innovators, change makers, and organizations helping women to own it in entrepreneurship. The Thrive Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community and voice for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada, the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community and subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Janice McDonald, president of the Beacon Agency and Startup Canada's ambassador for women entrepreneurs. We're thrilled to have Julia Dean, CEO of Futurepreneur Canada, on the show today. Futurepreneur is a national nonprofit that for two decades has been fueling the entrepreneurial passions of Canadian youth. Futurepreneur has supported more than 10,000 young people aged 18 to 39 to launch startup companies by offering business coaching, financing, mentoring, and more. Futurepreneur also presents awards to motivate and inspire Canada's next generation of business leaders. Julia is a former lawyer, entrepreneur, national thought leader, and has been recognized as one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women, not once, but twice. Welcome, Julia. Thanks so much, Janice. So let's start with a a big, broad question in terms of uh, our listeners. What is the key message that you hope our listeners will take away from our conversation today? The biggest thing they should know is that they don't have to have everything figured out to start a business. There are a lot of people around them, like Futurepreneur, here to help build their ideas and get them started and growing in a new business. So no need to be scared. <laughs> Go to the Futurepreneur website and, uh, and start there. What's the website uh, address? www.futurepreneur.ca and it's a great place to start uh, and, and accessible in English and French and really is geared to people who may have some idea of what they want to do and maybe just trying to kick the wheels a bit and see what's involved in starting a business. I like the idea that um, where you started this conversation, that you don't have to have it all figured out. You can just go there and start to just 
take in the different resources that are available. Of course, Futurepreneur has so many. Um, why don't you give us a sense of the sort of suite of offerings that uh, somebody who's 18 to 39 and thinking about starting a business, what 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 can Futurepreneur do for them? Well, the, the big headline is, is that we help a young person with any kind of business idea turn that business idea into a plan, into a viable business, and we give people the money and the volunteer mentoring that they need to, to launch and grow. So that's the big headline. Our programs are for men and for women as well. And last year, more than 40% of our clients were women. So I'm pretty confident that we're meeting uh, women's needs as well as men's. Mm-hmm. And we do do some targeting specifically for women so that they can clearly see themselves as entrepreneurs. What, um, when you think about, cause you, uh, you, it's a staggering reference, more than 10,000 young people, <laughs> uh, that, that Futurepreneur has supported. What do you, um, want people to understand beyond? So it's, it's okay to start with just an idea, right? Like, can you kind of, you know, we want to dispel some of the myths that people have about starting a business. Can you, can you sort of talk a little bit more about that? What you're seeing as you go across the country, maybe what some of the fears are that your entrepreneurs or, or folks with ideas about starting what, what's playing out? Yeah, well, it it may sound sort of simplistic, but when we went across Canada and talked to a lot of people, we realized that there were four C's of of starting a business. And the first is confidence. And a lot of of people, and especially young women, don't have the confidence uh, they need to see entrepreneurship as a possibility for themselves. So we try to to build that confidence by telling the stories of people we've helped who are in just about every kind of business so that they can see that that these are people just like them and, and not not necessarily tech entrepreneurs or the, the big wig people you may see on Dragon's Den, um, that people who, who see a, a problem that they can solve can build a, a business around it and it can be uh, people just like you. Uh, so that's the first C is confidence and it's a mm-hmm. pretty big one. It is. Um, the second one is is competence, and and a lot is a lot of us have gone through school without getting the skills in financial management or business planning that we may think we need to 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 start up a business. So we help um, young women and others build their ideas and skills, and we have one on one coaching and group boot camps and other events. We also have an amazing uh, online interactive business plan writer, and it's free and it's been used by more than a hundred thousand people. And the really neat thing about it is is it help, walks you through the steps of, of making a business plan. And if you don't know what something is, it helps you understand that. And it even gives you some examples of business plans that are used for businesses similar to the one that you might be thinking of. So those those two things are, are the first two C's, the confidence and the competence. And, and once you have those, then you're, you're kind of ready to, to take the next step. So... F- Two C's or four C's? Those are the first two C's. Oh, okay. Yes, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. There's so more. Once, well, you know, it takes it takes a lot to decide to actually go ahead with this. So once you've, once you've decided you're going to go ahead and you start to build that idea into a plan, uh, the next C is connections. And mm. we help young people uh, connect with both money and mentors. So a lot of young women and others will go into a bank and ask for a loan, and they don't have a house or a car, so they don't have the collateral for a loan, but we don't ask for that. So we make collateral free loans. You don't need to have a house or a car and we can loan up to $45,000 and that's in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada. And $45,000 is enough to start most businesses. 
and, uh, and so that's a really important connection to, to capital. And then the final thing we do is, is, is connect people to mentors and networks. So every futurepreneur gets a volunteer mentor. And these are business experts like you uh, <laughs> who are, are there to help you for up to two years as you grow your business. And when things, if things don't go so well, they're the ones that you can talk to, can help you figure out what's going on, help you get things back on track, and maybe try something that, that you hadn't thought of before. Um, we also connect people to to networks to help them sell and promote their businesses. So, so at this point, you've got confidence and you've got some competence, capital and connections. And we think that those are, are four of the biggest things you need to, to, to solidly start a business. Well, and I think it'd be fun to hear um, if you could highlight some of the, there's so many success stories, obviously, when, you, when you've helped start 10,000 businesses, but it would be helpful for, for people to understand what are some of the ones that, um, you know, what are, can you highlight a few of the, the um, futurepreneurs success stories? Well, there, there are some household names like Frank and Oak, which is a fantastic men's clothing company out of Montreal that's now gone across Canada and into the United States. Uh, Skip the Dishes, which is more of a tech firm, and it helps you order food um, from numerous restaurants. Three young brothers, all under the age of 30, who sold their business for, for $100 million a year ago to Just Eat. Those are kind of household names. But then there are the people who are running restaurants restaurants like Kanga Pies in downtown Toronto, great Australian meat pies. Uh, there are people running food trucks. There are people who are running businesses where they employ themselves and maybe one other person. But in each case, they've figured out where there's uh, a need for, for what they offer and, and they're making a go of it. So some have hundreds of employees like the property guys and some have one or two, but in each case, they're they're uh, they're off to a good start and and feeling really good about what they're doing. Yeah, there's so many success stories, and it's really exciting. And you've also created this amazing community of entrepreneurs that are futurepreneurs that come together, and you 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 tell those stories in a powerful way. Um, there's. Um, I think about like how you, your convening power of getting them together and making those connections. But can you talk a little bit about, um, cause we've covered the four C's, but it'd be great to hear a little bit more about the capital piece of it. Um, your partnership with BDC and because the money piece is the first thing I think people think about after they have this great idea. Can you just kind of walk people through? So they come to your site, they're thinking about that they have a good idea. Um, kind of walk yeah. people through, you know, so sure. I'm a futurepreneur and I want to be a futurepreneur. So how do I become one? So you've had a, an idea for a business. You don't know if it's any good. If you're like um, most futurepreneurs, you haven't got a business plan. You've just got an idea. So only about 10% of people who come to us actually have a, a full business plan. But we meet people at events. Um, right across the country, we have staff across the country and community partners in, in economic development agencies and small business centers. And either way, you're, you're going to meet us or one of our partners and say, I have an idea. Let, let, let's talk about it. And we start to talk you through what your idea is, what steps you've taken, how you've tested your market, what kind of resources you have to bring to, to that idea. And, and a business plan starts to take shape. And some people will tell you you can do a 
business plan on the back of an envelope and off you go. But we think that that's probably not a good way to go when you're young and you don't have a lot of assets and this is a pretty important move for you. So we really help you think through what the first few years are going to be like, how you're going to support yourself and, and what it's going to feel like for you. If you get to the point where you decide, yes, this is something you want to do, you can come into our startup program. And in that program, we can loan you up to $45,000. And 15 of it is from Futurepreneur Canada. And up to 30 is from the BDC, which is called the Business Development Bank of Canada. And that's a federal government linked bank that doesn't normally make non-collateral loans or loans without an, an asset securing them, but will because they, to people who are coming through our program, because they know we do so much to support people. So, um, this year we'll have close to 1100 people come through that startup program. We know they have a good business plan. We know that they now have $45,000, but before they get, they get the money, we match them with a volunteer mentor. And it's going to be somebody who has skills and networks that they don't have. So it may be they need access to somebody with financial skills, or it may be that they're opening a restaurant and they should be matched with somebody who's got a lot of restaurant experience. Either way, we find them someone who's going to really be there for them and, and give them um, some help that they, they don't um, already have. Um, and then at that point, they've, they've got their loan. The loan is for five years. You only pay interest in the first year. The interest is less than the bank and it can be repaid at any time. So if things go really well for you, you can pay off the loan and, and, and you're done with that. Uh, that money is often enough to go into a mainstream bank or to someone else and, and borrow more money. So we have some young entrepreneurs who have raised millions of dollars after our initial loan uh, and others who just, just carry on with that loan and they don't require any other kinds of investment initially. So a whole lot of possibilities, but either way, we're there to help um, give people a sense of what comes next and prepare them for it. That's amazing. Can you highlight a little bit um, for people who haven't actually gone and had a look at your business plan writer? We know it's a valuable resource. Just give a, a broad sense of the kind of questions that you're going to be asked as you prepare your plan. Well, it relates to how, how much you've thought about um, your idea, what types of um, costs you imagine you're going to have, what kind of techniques you're going to use for your sales and marketing. Have you anticipated um, what what kind of sales you might have in the first couple of years? Um, uh, what are the resources that you have available to you? And it gets gets into things like what, how you're going to sell, what kind of location, what kind of staff you're going to need. Um, some of them are things that, that you may change your mind about um, as you go on. Uh, but a lot of them are questions just to get you thinking about the, um, the types of, of uh, uh, opportunities and challenges you'll have in, in starting a business. Um, and, uh, and, and also what, what will the true costs of, of starting your business be? Because a lot of people think that they will earn money from day one, but the truth is you may, you might not have, have, uh, um, any significant revenue for, for some time. And that may be just fine, but you need to prepare for that. And, well, and I love the business plan writer and I recommend it uh, all the time. I think it's an incredibly valuable resource and, I think what's so helpful is it it forces people to, you know, to 
actively and actually go through the steps and think in a, in a deep way about their business. And then when they finish it, it's something, and we've heard this lots from, you know, my experience from talking to futurepreneur entrepreneurs, that they say it's something that lives, like they don't just do it and then put it on the shelf and never look at it again. It actually helps them think in a, in a meaningful way. It's like that blueprint for their business. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've heard um, I mean, a lot of people are surprised that it's free and it's because we get some support from uh, Bank of Montreal to put that together. But it's used by people all around the world, in fact, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, by classes and others across Canada, because it's really robust and and doesn't assume you have knowledge that, that you may well not have. Mm-hmm. And because we know, particularly if we think about women entrepreneurs, um, they often haven't um, you know thought about starting a business as they they may just have an idea that solving a problem. So they find themselves, you know, in business or or thinking about launching a business because they've they find this plan that they or, or this problem that they want to solve. And so they turn to this business plan writer and it's it's an incredible resource. So we definitely encourage people, you know, if you're you're thinking about it, it's a great place to start. Like head to the Futurepreneur website and and have a look because it'll it you know it'll spit out something pretty powerful if you take the time to go through it. And you don't have to do it all at once. We um, Some people also think you've got to decide now and be, be going tomorrow. And often we work with people for a year or two before they really get their business plan done and, and decide it's time to launch. More and more, we're seeing people who are thinking about starting businesses on the side of another job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call, we call it the side hustle. A lot of, a lot of people do. But mm-hmm. that can be a great way to, to dip a toe in, in the water and see if you actually like running a business, if, if it feels like you expected it to, and then um, uh, gradually move over and make that your full-time job, or never do that and just hire others to, to, to staff the, um, the enterprise. And I know one of the programs that or, or events that you run is related to the idea of owners wanted. Can you talk about that? Because it's a, it's a cool idea. Well, we're, we know that, that we need to go meet people where they are so that they can talk about um, starting a business. So Owners Wanted is a, a way to to just have a, a casual coffee in a comfortable spot that, that, that everybody feels comfortable in and talk about your idea and, and get a sense of what the next few steps might be if you wanted to take that further towards starting a business. Um, we found it a really great way to, to bring people together to talk to us, but also to meet each other because they get really jazzed by the ideas that other young people have. And often they may end up um, trying to figure out how to support one another, how perhaps ultimately to work together. So that's one of the things we do to to just get people in in the, the headspace of thinking about um, what they might do if they were going to start a business. And um, Canadian entrepreneurs, so you 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 are regularly you know, coast to coast to coast. What, how would you describe Canadian futurepreneur entrepreneurs? Oh boy. I, I think it's hard to generalize just as it's hard to generalize about our country. And, and what I've realized is, is we have, we have, people who are ambitious and motivated and want to solve problems in every single part of the country. And they generally want to do it in their own communities. They, um, they, in, in addition to whatever business they're doing, they also want to do good for their communities. And it amazes me how every, it, virtually every futurepreneur I meet is feeding a village in Africa or supporting their local food bank or contributing to, um, towards uh, supporting women who are living in shelters. Whatever it is, they're 
all so focused on on building their communities as well as building their businesses. Um, but in terms of their businesses, they are absolutely everything from uh, restaurants to building floral crowns to to um, creating better bridges. It just runs the gamut. I love that idea. And I think it's really worth uh, underlining for people listening that there's no right business. There's no best business, you know, to become a futurepreneur entrepreneur, right? It's, it's yeah. every kind of business. That's exactly right. And, and, and uh, uh, sometimes people have the impression that if you're not building an app or doing something that's completely IT, that you're not an entrepreneur. And that's just not the case. Canada uh, and Canadian entrepreneurship looks very different. We're, we're a land of 98% small and medium-sized businesses that feed people, that clothe people, that fix their chiropractic problems, that do everything in between. And we need all those people to keep our country going. And can you talk, because you you have visited all over and you have a, a very interesting and ambitious program called Thrive North. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a program to help um, Indigenous and other rural youth in northern British Columbia. And we're slowly but surely uh, bringing it to other parts of the country as well. Uh, but we know that there are some communities where where uh, they 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 don't have the banks and the big business and all those things that that make um, owning your own your own business something front and center in your mind. Uh, so it's a it's a, a program that we've done especially for people who live in rural communities to help them start um, thinking in a gentler way about what running a business might involve, and then building peer mentoring circles and and other smaller supports to help them edge towards that. Um, it's been really tremendous. We are thrilled that the um, BC government and LNG Canada and others are supporting this work now. Um, and we're now going right across northern BC, which is is thrilling. And I think we've started or grown almost 70 businesses at this point um, in the very small rural communities of Terrace and Prince Rupert. So I have a lot of hope for that in, in terms of being able to support other rural communities where they really need young people to stay and, and, and build the economy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an actual way to do so. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's a blueprint. So you talked about um, the combination of money and mentorship, and we know that mentorship is critical. So can you just tell us more about the whole mentorship um, program and why it's so important to Futurepreneur? Yeah, it's important to us, and, and and we are seen as having the gold standard mentoring program by our peer organizations around the world. It's constantly evolving and improving, but it's a, a really substantial and successful program, and we're pretty convinced it makes the difference between a young entrepreneur's success and, and not. Um, in fact, uh, we have a much higher five-year survival rate of the businesses of our futurepreneurs than the Canadian average, and we're pretty sure it's because of mentoring. So we recruit uh, volunteer mentors from across Canada. 70% of them are entrepreneurs themselves. And they they are there simply to help the, fu- the futurepreneur launch their business and grow their business and think through what's coming and how they can prepare for it. They generally spend up to three to five hours a month by phone or in person or by Skype talking through the business and seeing what's coming next. And it's, it's, and the mentor cannot have an interest in the, in the futurepreneur's business. So it's really objective advice. Um, 
and and these are people who become part of your network for life. So we're really thrilled that we have about 3,000 volunteer mentors across Canada. And I, I can't think of one I wouldn't want as my own mentor. They're all fabulous. And that includes you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's a very um, rewarding uh, you know, program and an opportunity to be part of because uh, if – you know, you think that you've experienced certain things and hopefully if you can save somebody from making, you know, just a few of the many mistakes, if I use my own example that I've made, isn't that wonderful, you know? So, but I think that's very exciting for people to understand that coming to Futurepreneur and being a part of this important community means that, of course, you know, you're supported in terms of money, but you're also supported in terms of this mentorship, which um, I think is so powerful because it's that opportunity for, for an entrepreneur to ask questions that sometimes they feel like, you know, other people, maybe they're banker or others may think they should already know the answer to. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then we also have staff who, who, who are charged with nothing but supporting that relationship and supporting young entrepreneurs who may have trouble with, with their loan or other things that they don't know what to do with. And our, our job is to see them through and, and give them every opportunity to, to be successful. So we don't uh, throw people to collection agencies and things of that sort. We, we work with the mentor and with the young entrepreneur to figure out how can, how can we make a go of this? How can we get them through the challenge they're having and, and move their businesses forward. So pathways for people that are thinking, you know what, and having heard this, I'm ready to start my business. So there's online, but you talked about your staff. Can you, can you share some of that? Um, you know, people want to meet in person rather than online. How do they do that? And just fill us in on more details. Yeah, absolutely. We um, we have staff in uh, 11 locations across Canada from um, Terrace, BC to St. John's, Newfoundland. And we have fairly big teams in Montreal and Toronto and, and uh, Vancouver. They are out on the road almost all the time, meeting people at events, at coffee shops, uh, what have you. And um, always there to meet with a young entrepreneur who has an idea. Um, so really happy to have people get in touch with us. They'll get a call back or an email back almost immediately. And we'll figure out how can we how can we get together with you and, and talk through your idea and get you going. And is there anything if if an entrepreneur has this idea and they want to meet with your staff, wh- what are the kind of things, if anything, they should be bringing with them for that first meeting? I, I think they can. They would probably have a first telephone call with with the staff to talk about where they're at, and and that person will will give them some idea of what to bring. But the big thing is not to feel intimidated. All of our staff are 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 young, approachable. They're so used to dealing with people who are really excited, and and just um, eager eager to move forward. Um, and they're they're very very nice, knowledgeable people. So they make it easy for for an entrepreneur with an idea. I think that's so exciting because sometimes the the barrier to maybe you know moving forward is just not knowing the space and what you need to do and futurepreneur makes it easy. Yeah, hopefully and 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 we have we've just we this year as I said we'll start 1100 businesses and that's that's a lot of knowledge and we've seen a lot of stories we've we've heard a lot of problems so so we can help um, entrepreneurs benefit from from our experience without going through it themselves. And you talked about some of the problems. Are there things that are sort of uh, typical things that that entrepreneurs face that you'd like well, to highlight? 
Yeah, we we know from from our experience and from consulting with people that while you might think that financing is the biggest thing on their minds, it's usually not. The -hmm. biggest problems they have are around sales and marketing and Mm -hmm. and how to make the sales that they really want to achieve. And the other thing is around talent and hiring people. And, uh, and as the business starts to, 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 to grow, um, often they need skills and and expertise that they don't have in themselves or around them and and figuring out what they need and getting that, that next person and that skill set can be really tricky and take a lot of time. And I think that's something a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs aren't expecting. Um, So having a mentor and others around them to say, here's, here's the things you might think about. Here's where you might tap into to find these people hugely invaluable. Mm-hmm. And so you, Julia, yourself, you've been recognized by the Women's Executive Network twice as one of Canada's most powerful women. What's your advice for women learning how to channel and exert their power in the business world? It's a, it's can be challenging. <laughs> and uh, so what, what do they need to know? Well, if, if, if you're going in that direction, um, I think seeking out opportunities where you can get lots of challenges is, is the key thing to do, because that's how you learn and grow and improve yourself. So keeping pushing on that route of challenges and, and opportunities is a huge thing to do. Um, not being afraid to ask for help along the way is also really important, but also not being afraid to toot your horn from time to time or let others toot it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's exciting to have power because it allows you to to do things that need do, doing and do them in new ways. And that's something that, that women are really good at. Uh, but sometimes you need to let others see your light shining so that they realize that you can help. Um, if you do end up being in a position of, of power or, or influence, um, I, I believe in really using it wisely and using it to help others. And, and I have seen a lot of people who don't do that. And I really think it comes back to haunt them. So um, uh, my my, my, my overall advice is, is, is if you see a route to get more influence, go for it, let people know about it and use it to do good. And in your own career, has mentorship been uh, a factor? I, I think so. I, I haven't um, had too many opportunities for the kind of structured, uh, really intense mentorship that we give at Futurepreneur and uh, perhaps not since I was a young lawyer. Uh, but I have found those people who are, are there to advise me and I go to them time in, time out um, for years on end. And, and they've <laughs> certainly made my route a lot easier and, and, and probably pushed me when I needed a push to, to go through one of those doors that was maybe a little bit scary. (laughs) Well, that's darn good advice, right? Mentorship is important no matter what your career path is. So Julia, for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, what, what do they, what do you want to tell them about Futurepreneur and the resources that you provide as a kind of summary to our conversation today? Um, that we're we're there. Don't be afraid to ask questions or ask for help. We are very approachable and we know that very few people have it all figured out. And, And so our job and our mentor's job is to help you be in the very best possible position you can be to launch and grow a business. And the second is to take advantage of us. So if, if somebody comes to Futurepreneur, yes, they'll get our business coaching and our loans and our mentors, but, but we can also do a lot to promote our entrepreneurs and their businesses. We bring entrepreneurs together both within Canada and internationally. So there's a lot we can do to help um, make that entrepreneurial experience much more successful and much more fun for people. And so take advantage of us. 
Well, Julia Deans, CEO of Futurepreneur Canada, thank you so much for being on the show today. As we heard, Futurepreneur has supported more than 10,000 young people from 18 to 39 right across Canada to launch their companies. And you get all these amazing combination of things, coaching, financing, mentoring, and more. And so, Julia, thank you. We hope that we can get uh, what's what would be a big aspirational number that we want to get for for more more futurepreneurs. Oh, let's let's I want to hit the 50 50 mark. So let's go for 600 women. Yay. <laughs> OK, so you've heard from Julia, the website again, Julia. www.futurepreneur.ca and resources available right across the country. So go online, find out, call, connect, and uh, start to uh, start your business. Well, thank you so much, Janice. And thanks for being such an extraordinarily great role model for, for young women and young Canadian entrepreneurs generally. Thank you for joining us this week on The Thrive Podcast, a show inspiring, connecting, and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to find resources designed to support thriving women-owned businesses across Canada. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett. And to learn about the latest startup community news and events like our popular startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, I'm Janice McDonald, leaving you now with a sneak peek of our next episode. This is Mike Lee, co-founder of Fundica, and you're listening to The Thrive Podcast with Janice McDonald. So uh, when uh, we think about funding and people have so many questions about it, um, and I think exactly what you've indicated, people, it's still mysterious in many senses. They don't know um, even how to think about it in some senses. So what should our listeners keep in mind when it comes to finding funding that's right for them and their business? What would be your expert advice, Mike? Yeah, so my first advice when I speak to entrepreneurs is, um, I would say the pre-funding stage. So if there's kind of pre-funding and then going through funding and following these steps for me is probably the most important thing. Okay. So the, the first thing is before you go for any kind of funding, be it government, be it uh, you know, loans, be it equity, it's really to ensure that you kind of have a commercially viable product and market or product market fit. And these things don't take a lot of money to test. You test them as best you can. It's never perfect, but really figure out, do I have some kind of solution that's actually gonna satisfy market? Is is the market big enough? Can I actually make this happen? And, and, and you know, work hard on that to kind of figure that out. Uh, and that may include doing a few different, um, some people do that well through an accelerator, others can do it well on their own. They're just gonna do some, some go through a kind of systematic approach of validating. Uh, their kind of hypothesis, their ideas uh, to get that, but try as best as possible to get that product market fit. Um, and the second thing is you need a team. There are certain ventures you can do on your own, very small ones, generally speaking, um, generally ones that don't need a lot of funding. But if you're going to go into any kind of significant funding, the uh, the funders are all going to look for a team. They're always going to look for, okay, if that person can't be there tomorrow, who's going to take their place? Uh, so at least two people. And if you look at all, you know, uh, highly successful companies, there's always at least two founding members. So really build that team. 
The third thing, which is something that people don't like to talk about, and you actually need a little bit of money before you go get money, because most funding, even grants, you don't get it all up front, you get it as you go. So you need a little bit of funding. So either you have a part-time job or full-time job, uh, you do some bootstrapping, effectively doing some consulting or other work while you're actually building your solution. Perhaps you have some love money, or perhaps maybe you've made money in the past, but you need some kind of money to get started so that you're not, uh, you know, right, right away, desperately needing money to kind of continue day to day. So those three things really need to happen and in that kind of order before you go into the, the funding steps. So I kind of call that the pre-funding. Yeah, and I think nicely that's laid out is. for people, right? It's yeah. like, thank you. And, and some nice reality check there too. You're gonna need some money. So start with the cushions, right? Find the change under yes. the cushions and build from there.